Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey, welcome to today's podcast. Welcome to Western New York Entrepreneur, where we help entrepreneurs take the next step in their own business. And today, we have Heather, the owner of Southtown Audio Video. Uh, say hi, Heather. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and uh, hey, thanks so much for joining us on this cold uh, Buffalo morning or Hamburg morning, since specifically we were in Hamburg. But um, Heather, um, right off the bat, for our listeners, I know you're really well known, especially in the South Towns or maybe even the North Towns as well. But what do you think for our listeners that don't know much about you? What do you think they should know about you? Well, let's see. Hmm. I am owner and operator here at Southtown Audio Video. Uh, we are a 35-year-old company that, although we started with more residential roots, uh, today we are about 85% commercial. Uh, commercial business that we specialize in is corporate, immersive technology, so things like museums. We did the technology down at Explore and More. Um, healthcare, education, and what we call relationship residential. Mm -hmm. uh, relationship residential is uh, more than just a TV purchase. You know, hey, Heather, come out to my house and tell me what size TV fits here. Or, you know, I'd really like to have some music out by the hot tub. How can I get that to work? And I'd like it to work off my phone. Um, that's where we really shine. Okay, cool. So obviously this is a pretty niche business to be in. Uh, what got you into it? Um, well, my father started the company back in 1984, and I was the least likely of the children to ever, ever, ever get involved. <laughs> um, but around the uh, early 2000s, I saw a presentation down at the Buffalo Home and Garden Show, and it was a surround sound demonstration, um, not by us, by somebody else. I won't mention the name. Uh, it was The Matrix. So if we all remember The Matrix, there's the bus scene, and it's the greatest surround sounds ever. Mm -hmm. um, but... But I, I look to my left, and there's an 8- or 10-year-old kid who's wide-eyed because what they're not understanding is nobody's real in this movie, right? They're, they're not real humans. Um, so they're just seeing this really violent scene. So it was from a very different perspective. It, I, I had this epiphany moment, this aha that said, little voice in my head that said, uh, I think I can do this, and I think I could do it better. And uh, today we've uh, doubled in size, and we're growing strong. So you think you could do it better than, than Pops, if you don't mind me saying that? Uh, yeah, I think I can do it. I think that we are Western New York's premier audiovisual company. That's awesome. So when did you officially take over where it was like yours? So I did start quickly after that, about 2001. And um, in 2012, I went through UB's CEL program. Have you yeah. talked about yeah, that in the Tom show Albert. before? Yeah, that is uh, game-changing, life-altering um, you know, and, and at that time, there was actually a 0% chance I would ever purchase the business. Um, my father still owned it outright back then. Mm -hmm. But what the cool thing about CEL is you get all these tools in your tool chest that you don't realize you have. Um, and then in 2013, I made an offer and bought it outright in 2014. So, uh, yeah, now I think I'm on my sixth year of sole ownership. That's so cool. Yeah, Tom Moberg was actually on our podcast. Oh, was he? He's so, a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Life changer. Yeah, great guy. And um, so that, that's really cool. So what was like the transition like? Was it like really tough? Like when you took it over, you're like, like this is going to be super easy. I went to the CL program or what was no, it like? No, it was, uh, it, it was uh, I said, the darkest before the dawn. It was not easy. It was like wading through quicksand. Um, so a lot of difficult conversations need to be had, especially in family business where it's not – 
always based in logic. Um, a lot of yeah, a lot of a lot of tough tough moments, but um, we we came through. It was. Uh, Having CEL and that group is someone that you can always fall back upon, someone that you can always speak to so that you're not alone. Um, I'm actually still in their program now called Class Connection. So it's uh, once a month. You get together with a group. You can talk to them about it. And again, so for an entrepreneur, for it's it's nice because you're not alone out there. You have someone that you can talk to because uh, it's not all sunshine and roses. Yeah, and it seems like, to you, at least from my perspective of what you're talking about, it seems like community is a big thing for you. Community is huge to me. I think that who our community is and who we surround ourselves with um, is is really what makes this life, which is one shot, um, worth living. And I lead my business the same way. We are all a team here, but we are also you know a bit of a family. And... I decided that when I was going to have this business, that it would be run the right way, um, that we would always be there for the client, that we would care, that we would take care of them, that it would be about relationship and not just about sales. And uh, people seem to really respect that. Yeah, they do. And the person that referred me to you, um, he really talked about you're, how you're pretty involved in the community. So since we're talking about community, like, so what made you get involved with that? Were you always involved with that? Or so tell me how that, that story. So I'm a big Hamburg person. I was born and raised here. Um, and I did live out in the North Towns for a few years and then came back. And it's just like, I, I call it this little, it's a Dickens village. It, you know, it lights up at night. It's adorable. You know everybody. Um, and my kids go to school here. So um, just being involved in with one group after another, you know, where I can provide any type of value. Currently, I sit on um, Hamburg Development Companies. I was past president there. I sit with the Economic Development Committee here in the village of Hamburg. Um, so yeah, and yeah, I try. I, I mentor also for the CEL program. Yeah, that's so cool. So you are a mentor in the CEL program. I am. That's so cool because I know Tom talked about that. But but that being said. So I've always wondered, at least for me and my outside perspective, how does one get involved in all these community things? So do you do people usually reach out to you? Or are you kind of like, or you reach out to them? Or It can go either way. I think if you find something that you're interested in, you should absolutely step up and say, hey, I have some time in my life right now, and I like what you're doing, and I'd like to be part of that story. Um, and I think sometimes, and sometimes it goes the other way. Some, with economic development, I was pretty busy at the time. I was sitting on... Um, an international board. So I was flying a few times a month and it was a little bit crazier, but somebody said, just come check out the meeting. And by the time I did that, you get sworn in and there I was on the committee. <laughs> sworn in as soon as <laughs> was, you walk yeah, on so, there. Because it's for the village. So yeah, yeah, place right hand here kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's really cool. So, but okay, awesome. Thanks for answering that question. So moving on to what you do professionally and, and you know, we consider you obviously an expert um, in audio, visual, you know, especially conferencing, video conference, we mm -hmm. talked about before this. So I want to, for all of our entrepreneurs out there that run meetings or don't want to fly because of the virus, coronavirus going on. So, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so why don't you talk a little bit about that and what the misconceptions are um, or things that you think business owners should know, big or small? Absolutely. Um, so I think one of the big things out there right now is video conferencing, which used to be a really expensive thing to get inside your small business or medium size or large. Large, um, has really come down in price. And the reason for that is um, a lot of cloud computing we do today. So a lot of small businesses are using something like Microsoft 365. And with that, you have uh, what's called Teams. So that's a really easy plugin that we can now add a monitor and a all-in-one collaboration device that has a microphone, speaker, and camera built in. Um, you put in the in-room PC with the wireless keyboard and mouse, and boom, you have video conferencing, professional 
really awesome video conferencing. Um, we have it here in our Experience Center in Hamburg. So if anybody wanted to check it out, we would love to host them. Um, but it's really a game-changing piece, I think, for businesses to be able to do business and seem larger and be able to compete against larger companies. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't done a lot of video conferencing in my day. I have five employees, but they're 1099. So right, right. we don't do anything crazy. We meet like maybe once a month or something. But for, for smaller businesses out there, you know, do you think video conferencing is, is worth it for them? In fact, what would you even consider a small business? Well, um, I would consider we're a small business, right? So we're eight employees. Um, and I think that anything under maybe even let's say 25 is probably still small business. But then again, there's small businesses that are three people that are multi-million dollar companies. So yeah, it's it's a it's a tough nut, although I think it's something like 99% of all New York State businesses are considered small business. It's it's really us who have the voice and if we speak together, we can make change. I'm a big believer in that, stronger together. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think that that for small business, the ability for video conference is something just really quick. Just you know, maybe it's a meeting from here to there. Um, maybe you have a client that you think, well, I have to stay local to Western New York because I don't have the ability to fly from here to there or the budget. But now I can jump on a video conference. It's a I, I look professional and also um, I can maybe la- I can launch a further footprint. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if you want to grow outside the area, this is a great way to do it without being on a plane every other week, especially for people that are families, you know, that want to be there uh, quite often for their their loved ones. It's pretty tough to do it, but this actually takes it to that level. So that being said, and and I'm sorry if I'm throwing you totally um, for a loop here, but I'm always curious. So for a smaller business, medium business, large business, what do you think something like that would cost? I'm sure people always are wondering about things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to depend. So I think the, the, the cool thing that we do is we do a free estimate so that each, because we know that each client, each place is unique. Um, and when you say cost, it's tough because you can go anything from a 55-inch panel up to an 85-inch panel. So here in our Experience Center, we have an 85-inch panel. But if I had to just jump into a price, I would say that you could get into a system like that with installation um, from beginning to end from anywhere from eight to $12,000. And it can grow from there, again, with TV size, um, that's going to have to do with, you know, what am I putting up on that? What kind of content? Is it data content specific Excel spreadsheets or drawings, CAD drawings, right? I'm going to need a bigger panel for that because I want to see the detail. Or maybe it's just PowerPoint and pictures. And in that case, I can use a smaller uh, panel because I don't need to see any of that fine print because I always think it's uh, fascinating when someone says, well, you know, our budget doesn't allow for it, so we're going to go with something smaller, except the last two rows aren't going to be able to see it. So, you're really wasting way more money and productivity that way. Meetings should be simple. They should be a little bit fun. They should be a little bit unique. And they should, you know, they, they should add, technology should add a layer to that, not take away. Hmm. That's good. And, uh, and again, I'm sorry, because I, I know it's tough. It's like, well, there's a thousand different configurations. Right, right. That's really impossible to do. And I'll, I'll tell you that the way that it used to be with all these separate pieces would be upwards of 50 grand. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge game changing. Uh, these new pieces have come out and the ability to do it. Yeah. That's good. So um, to kind of go back to community for a little bit here, and again, I'm totally – what I love about these these podcasts is sometimes you're just super organic. Sometimes we do a lot of research beforehand, some, beforehand, sometimes we don't. But that being said, who do you think are your like top three people that really that you love connecting with in, in the Buffalo area in terms of entrepreneurs? Whew, that's a tough question. Um, well, I'd have to throw Tom Albrecht down the, out there because he is – he just – I think he knows me long enough that he – has been able to help me shift my thinking sometimes, say the stuff I need to hear. Um, so he's definitely a huge game changer for me out there. Um, 
I've had the pleasure of working with so many amazing people out there in the wild. Um, on our Economic Development Committee, Mike Cornell, who's the superintendent of Hamburg School Systems, um, sits on that. And he's a smart, brilliant guy. Um, I enjoy the way he thinks. And it's always it's always great to get a fresh perspective. Um, who, who would be my third? Um, I've met so many amazing, great people out there. All right, I'm going to loop back because I can't think of a third Yeah, no, no worries. Like I said, we totally threw you on the spot here. But going back to technology, so obviously there's video conferencing. Is there other things that you think other entrepreneurs, small, big, or large, or just startups, that you think that any advice that you would give? Like maybe sometimes you notice businesses make this mistake right off the bat or they're like, ah, I really wish they would stop doing this because it really hurts them. Well, I think that's something that I wish someone would have given me the advice or that I learned eventually was um, I always thought that to have a small business, you had to keep that separate from your personal life. Um, and I think the only way to survive is to have them all kind of mashed together into one wonderful, chaotic, organized mess. Um, <laughs> so I think that it's a brave new world out there. So if I have to pick up a kid um, and take her from here to there or a dentist appointment or a doctor's appointment, and I feel the same way with my team, um, I allow them to do that as well. I can. And it doesn't mean that I used to think that that I, I wouldn't say that out loud. I was afraid to say that out loud. I was um, back when I was going through CEL. I got my uh, kids off the bus two days a week, and I would work from home. It's you know the two thousands. We can have that ability, and I remember my mentor at the time. Unfortunately, had said to me, um, and this was two thousand and twelve. You know, don't say that out loud. Don't say that during your presentation because you don't want people to frown upon that, right? But again, two thousand twelve, before the Me Too movement, before all you know, we've we've moved a lot. And I would say today, no, that's not something to look down upon. That's something to be proud of. I can do all of this. I can run a successful company. I can work from home. I can answer questions. And I can, you know, a, a wonderful, crazy, chaotic. And I think it makes mess. you human. Yeah. And people like to work with people that actually are human. And as weird as that sounds, like sometimes when you see a teacher out in the, I call it the wild or a grocery, right, right. Like, oh, you actually eat food? Like, yeah, teachers eat <laughs> yeah, food. Yeah, teachers eat food. <laughs> and they probably drink too. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. Um, so <laughs> that's actually funny. But so when you first took over the business, did you guys have eight employees or have you guys scaled to that at that point? Um, we did have employees. We have grown since then. So we've actually doubled. Uh, well, we were a $600,000 company back in two thousand and. Uh, 14 when I purchased the company and today we are uh, we ended with a we're a 1.5 million dollar company so it was about 2015 we doubled in size and I think it has a lot to do with relationship and human and calling people back and answering your phone you know treat people the way you want to be treated just like our mamas told us um and yeah so now we 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 are poised to grow again yeah so was there any um uh, for lack of a better word, scariness. Always. When, when you're like, so like what made you take that leap and what, so like what, what what was going through your mind when you were doing that? I think the difference between the people that don't and the people that do isn't fear. It's feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Um, and I think having a, a, someone like CEL, and it doesn't have to be CEL. I know Leadership Buffalo's out there. You know, they're, they're, find a group um, and be able to and be open and be vulnerable and tell someone when you're not okay or when you run into a problem because I assure you, you absolutely will. Um, but it's about having that community and your tribe and your people to get through that problem and live to fight another day. And, you know, do the right thing. It's, again, what our mamas told us when we were little – um, you know, it, it being human and treating people well will 
you know, I, I once had someone say to me, you know, do great business. You all, if you do a great work, you always have more business. And that's absolutely true. It is always true, and especially since, you know, Buffalo, it's just a small area. Oh, my God. Small Never town. burn a bridge in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. And especially, in, you know, Hamburg, too, right? Just to make it a little smaller, you know. Um, I, I totally, I firmly believe that. Yeah. So do great work, and then it all comes back to you. Um, but, yeah. So... What other events? So it seems like, again, community is huge with you. So if, if entrepreneurs that are listening, if you're taking one, at least one thing from this, I, I want to make sure you're taking away that you are who you hang out with, you are who you surround yourself with, and, and make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that are forward thinkers and not just tell you what you want to hear, but tell you what you need to hear. And there's a huge difference here. So make sure if you're catching anything out of that, you're catching that. But are there any other, uh, do you think there's any networking events or community events or community groups that you think, especially businesses in the South Towns, you think should be involved in? They're like, because sometimes you would not believe the business owners I meet, Heather, <coughs> they've been in business for quite a while and they don't know of these network groups. They don't know of these. I'm like, oh, I thought that was just really obvious pop public knowledge. Right. So is there anything that just in case our South Town listeners are listening to? Um, I think the uh, South Town Regional Chamber is a great place to start because they have many, many connections into all the other small groups. And they've also actually recently put together a group of every volunteer group in Hamburg. So if you, if you are a Hamburgite, um, that's a great way to get involved with that. Um, if you're beyond Hamburg, I think Chamber of Commerces tend to be a good place. I know Amherst Chamber is also super strong. Um, and once you get there, you can sometimes settle in your place and ask. If you see someone, you're like, wow, I really like this person's charisma. I really like their energy. Ask them what they're involved in. If you um, are on, on online, if you're a Hamburg person, there's a Facebook page called Hamburg Happenings. We try to share and post anything there and reshare so that people know what's going on in our great little community. Hey, really quick. A lot of great things are happening for the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast. We're doing free networking events every single month. We're doing them at breweries, distilleries, local coffee houses. So my question to you is, do you like free drinks? Do you like free food? Do you like networking with other entrepreneurs in the area? Then you definitely do not want to miss this. Go to westernnewyorkentrepreneur.com and sign up for our events or to be notified via email when the next event is going down. Again, the website is wnyentrepreneur.com. And if you're loving these podcasts, make sure you leave us a rating, give us a review, and let other entrepreneurs know about this because this is just too good to contain. We're in a movement in Western New York for entrepreneurs where we're just helping other entrepreneurs take their next step. No gimmicks, no sales pitches, just good old networking, giving information and sharing what we learn so we can help our local economy and our local entrepreneurs grow. So be a part of this. Go to WNYentrepreneur.com. Now, back to your podcast. Cool. Thanks for letting us know it because, like I said, it's something that I'm not even aware of, and I, I would consider myself a big networker. So yeah. I'm, I'm actually uh, sometimes dumbfounded I haven't heard of some of these Right, and, and I think LinkedIn is a great one too, right? I mean, just if you have five minutes to sit at your computer, jump on there, see what's happening, comment, right? Comment, ask questions on there. Don't be afraid. Send I a think, message. Right? Social media was great. I missed the beginning of social media when we all talked to each other. And I would say, hey, Dave, how's it going? What's up? <laughs> you know, what's new? What? Hey, I saw you. We're in the paper or did this, you know, but we don't do that anymore. We just share, post, and uh, memes. Nobody brings a <laughs> cup of sugar anymore over right. to neighbors. Right. Um, but so, okay, so I want to get some nitty-gritty questions, okay? Right. Um, so I want you to name your number one, like, uh, I guess you would say uh, celebration, 
for lack of better words, like, like, oh, wow, like this really happened. And maybe, you know, the years that you've owned your business. And number one, I wouldn't say the word failure because we always learn from our failures. We always learn from our mistakes. But number one, you know what? I wish I didn't do that. So one thing like, wow, I'm really glad this happened. I wasn't expecting this to happen. And one uh, mistake that you think like, you know, what? I know I learned from this. All right. And we've had some pretty interesting uh, confessions, I should say, on the thing like, you know, we've had people say like, oh, my gosh, people don't know that my wife was like going to divorce me if I didn't get rid of the business. <laughs> and it turned all it all turned out well. But most people don't know these battles that we're going through. So my point is go as, as far as high or as low as you want to go. But whatever you want to share. Um, so wait, the first one was of oh, success. Like, a, yeah, a, your something. greatest success. Thank you. And then uh, number one uh, or maybe you can tell the story of that. Like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Or number two was like the mistake. Like, you know, I really wish I didn't do that. But I learned a lot from it. Um, success wise, I would say something that was neat that's happened so far, many awesome things have happened, but, um, I was, um, on CEDIA, which stands for Consumer Electronic Design and Installation Association. It's the, um, from the residential side, an association, international association. I was the first female on that board since the nineties. So that happened. So I just finished my two year term. And, uh, as I left, um, two more, actually three more, there's now, uh, three more females are now on that board. So that's a, I, I feel very proud of that, that it was a game changing, you know, don't just complain about it if you're not going to do something about it. And I did that. And that was tough because I was away from my family and my kids. Um, so you're pioneering there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, be the change mm -hmm. you wish to see in the world. Very cool. Um, failure. Oh, there's a, I think that I learned a lot from about management from probably being out there in in the in the world of, of being a manager and learning as I went. Um, so uh, I, I think that with the purchasing the company, I wish that we would have talked about it openly more earlier. Um, I think that when feelings get hurt, people tend to retreat um, and don't have the difficult radical candor, right? Don't say what they feel and they 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 keep it to themselves. Um, and I definitely learned from that um, mistake I made in connecting to that is I had an employee once who, um, as we were growing, we didn't talk, I think, about the larger vision and uh, didn't keep him up to date so that he would get extremely frustrated. Um, and when we finally came to a point of where we said, you know, we're going to grow, do you want to grow or not? He said, you know, I quit. And that was a really tough transition for us. Of, of course, with change, you know, you learn a lot from that. And it, you look back and you say, that's all a great thing. But um, again, I think I wish I, if I could go back, I would have practiced more of that radical candor and talked more openly about what our thoughts and plans were for the future. And, and that's tough, too, because now I see it. But maybe then I didn't. Yeah, it's hindsight 2020. I was afraid, I think, to, to confront him back then. And now we we practice it here where we, we talk about anything that is a weird glitch we talk about immediately and we don't let that fester and we you know we don't just hide in our offices we come out and talk no that's so good and i think it's so important to uh, get that on the forefront right i've learned that from so much sometimes i'll like hide behind a text or an email right and we do that right and the in mm -hmm. the email go back and forth and, and back then you can't and read forth. the tonality of the person you exactly. don't know if they're happy sad or sarcastic so we and, have a rule here yeah. we say two emails and a phone call <laughs> right. Okay. So once that once you can't get your point across with two emails, you know, because the customer is frustrated or something's misunderstood, you call the person and people tend to be much less confrontational when they're speaking to you. Mm -hmm. So and you just, again, be open and honest and tell it what your story is. 
Um, you don't need to yell, you know, and, 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 you know, and usually you can work it out from there. That's good. So for our listeners, two emails and a phone call. Two emails and a phone call. It's like a golden rule. Um, no, that's good because for me, I've always, I've, again, I've learned the hard way at least that like making a phone call is way more better than just trying to do anything, you know, via text or just through words in an email because you can't read tonality. You're so right. When people, when, when they're talking to you face to face, at least they're not as harsh usually. Right. <laughs> they're just right. really not. Right. Um, you know, they're not the keyboard warrior that, you know, maybe even sometimes we all, we all are. These, oh, yeah. you know, they still speak We've for me. We've had customers that too, like poison pens we call them poison pens yeah that's no way to put it that's good so um so obviously we, we learned that so uh that being said um this is a really random question as well what is your favorite restaurant in hamburg oh, the grange don't even have to think about that the one. grange the grange tell I'm, us about that yeah so uh we well we did the audio there of course um they're just so one of my favorite things about when they were building is uh brad the owner um he knew that it wasn't just about the food. You know, he knew it had to be local, farm fresh, great food, but he also knew it was about the environment in which it was in. So he knew that what it looked like and what it sounded like would be important too. And he always, they always have the greatest music playing. Um, and he knows his audience and I've seen him and I, I pay attention because this is what I do. Um, if you're there on a Friday or Saturday night, he's looking at who is in the bar and he's going to play music that's going to kind of say like, okay, this... This is the, this fits I got, crowd. right, I have a 30s crowd, so I'm going to play this type of music. Or I have an older crowd tonight, so I'm going to play this type of music. And all of a sudden, you don't even realize it, but you're bopping your head and you're having a great time. Um, but yeah, that I, it's my favorite restaurant. My so kids it's good to know your environment. They're that, uh, the Grange as well. So do the kids bop comes on when they come in through the door? No, no, no kids music, but just, <laughs> just, a, just a good beat. But yeah, great food. So they're, they're big fans. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So what do you think is like the next big thing coming with business and technology? Do you have an idea of, or like, you know, I really feel like in the next five years, 10 years, we're going to go here, or I really think we're going towards this area. I think, so there's this really fun term that's being thrown around out there. Now I, I know what I should say. You know, I think that most people would say, oh, it was going to be AR, or VR, or AI. I don't think that any of those things is going to happen in the next five years. I actually think it's going to be more about wellness and, uh, this great term called biophilia. And the concept is we spend 90% of our time indoors today. Um, and that's really messing with our biological clocks um, so that we are not sleeping really well and we're not really happy. So the concept is with biophilia is, you know, if you're going to work from inside, at least work near a window so you can see a tree out there. Or if you don't have that opportunity, when you pour music in, maybe it's nature sounds. And so there's been some great, really neat research done on the ability to add not just a TV to add content to, but maybe you have a, a TV on there that looks like you're looking out at a beach mm -hmm. or a forest or the mountains. And it's there's motion in it. So a bird's flying by. And there's been some research done that that is good for your, not just your soul, but your biological your biological clock. So I think that we're going to see more in wellness with, I'm going to be at work more than I'm anywhere else in my entire life. How do I feel good about that? Mm -hmm. um, and, and what's that's the environment like for right. that? Because that obviously makes more productivity, makes it more clear mind. Make you happier, happier when you come to work, right? If you, the in quality of light, what's the, um, but I'm sure you've been in the restaurants before that have either they're a so loud we can't even hear each other talk and we're right across the table or so bright you can actually see the flicker in the light. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen that before? Mm -hmm. um, and it makes you uncomfortable. Now most people don't know enough to pinpoint what it is. They just go, "Hey, I didn't really like ABC restaurant. I'm not going to go back there again." Mm -hmm. um, so if we start adding those things into our workplace and into our homes, we can start feeling just better. 
That's so good. So for entrepreneurs listening out there, like what is your employee's environment like? Or what is your what is your environment like? So for me, I'll, I'll use a totally different example. I always thought, oh, I'll just work from home. It'll save me time and gas and I'll work from home. But for me, when I'm home, I get distracted so easily. Mm-hmm. I can't work out when, I, when, I, when I'm home. So for me, I actually have to go to the gym because it creates that environment. While I'm here, all I can do is work out. I might as well work out. Right, right. So for me, like, you know, if we create an environment that really just, you know, that brings happiness and joy, I think that's really going to filtrate through our work and how we treat people and as we all know right now if our employees are happy our customers are happy right right exactly and, the, and there's been lots of research on that one right happy happier employees are more productive employees yeah right so if you're the kind of boss that yells at everybody and they're miserable you're probably not getting the most out of them nailed it right or <laughs> micromanaging and whatnot but hey that being said we're, we're pretty much we only have a couple of minutes left i do want to make sure that we get your information out there so um, there's two things I want to talk about. For the first thing is I want to talk about actually I have two things I'll, I'll just say off the bat. I want to talk about the Hamburg pitch that we talked about mm-hmm. before here. And number two, I want to know if anybody connects with you or wants to talk about your business or they connected with you and they'd love to connect more. What's the best way for someone to get a hold of you that you feel comfortable putting over the air? Yeah, so um, our website is Southtown A is an Apple, V is in Victor.com, SouthtownEV.com. Um, you check that website out. Um, we're on LinkedIn as well. You can um, check me out, Heather Sidorowitz, on LinkedIn. Um, and, of course, on Facebook as well, um, which is Southtown Audio Video on Facebook. So any of those places, you know, we get back as quickly as possible. Um, and, uh, yeah, connect, connect, connect there. Yeah, cool. And for the ones that don't know how to spell her last name, it's all oh. going to be on this podcast, like, right, spelled perfectly. <laughs> I know. So. You'll notice I don't use it very often. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no worries. Heather from Southtown Audio Video. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So, and then we'll talk about the Hamburg pitch real quick. So yes. for our entrepreneurs out there, um, Heather, why don't you talk about that? So uh, just that so we talked about being involved in community, we, we, through economic development in the village of Hamburg, came up with this idea for a seed competition or an idea competition. So many of us out there have ideas for a great new business, but we don't know how to start. So this year in 2020, we are launching Pitch Hamburg um, at pitchhamburg.com, and the application will be live on the 1st of May. We will pick winners um, throughout the summer and fall with the main winner uh, chosen in November. What? Why would you compete and, and uh, what are you looking for and what do you get? Um, well, we compete because you have an idea you want to get off the ground and you want a community to help you get there. And that could be anything for I have a great new idea for a store to um, I have an idea for a software or what I think is going to be the next great product. Um, and what you win is uh, space and mentorship and there will also be a cash prize with more information to come. So if you check out Pitch hamburg.com you can sign up there and we will continue to feed out information that's really cool sounds like our own local version of sharkpreneur almost yeah so you're right, right. so 43 north is established companies <laughs> shark tank is established companies but where do you start so we want to be that first step and hopefully maybe someday they'll be there next it's so cool well, maybe you won't have to because you guys already helped them out there you go um but hey so much uh, thank you so much for your time heather i know you're very busy running it and uh i just really appreciate you thanks absolutely If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.